everybody. It's the Title IX podcast on the Cyclone Fanatic Podcast Network. I'm Steph Copley with Elisa Woods, as always, except we're doing things a little bit different today. <laughs> we're not with BFF of the pod, Jared. He messed up. He's, he messed up big time. <laughs> we're really mad at him. <laughs> so we usually record on Monday nights, um, but turns out we didn't have any of the equipment we needed last night. So we're recording on Tuesday without Jared because we're, we're strong women and we can do this on our own, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> During a crazy blizzard. So yeah, no big deal. Yes, via Zoom. So if it sounds a little different, that's probably why. But we're going to have some fun because it's a Fiesta New Year's extravaganza. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. We're going to talk, of course, about the upcoming PlayStation Fiesta Bowl. And then, like we did last year, back by popular demand, we're going to do New Year's resolutions and New Year's goals because I had a lot of people reach out to me telling me that they wanted Elisa to talk about her goal setting again. So... There you go. You were a hit. I was a hit. I have a very specific way of setting goals and I'm excited actually to talk about my goals from last year. So, and how wonderfully they went. Some of them went (laughs) wonderfully. (laughs) We'll get to that at the end, but of course we first want to give a shout out to our sponsor, the Ivy college of business at Iowa state. Oh, she, at least is going to take a drink because she has to get ready for. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you were going to, you thought you were going to say something nice about them. Who do you? (laughs) Who do you? Well, we love the Ivy college of business like always. So there's my something nice. How's that? That's very nice. Okay. good. We do love them. We do love them. And I'm sure they're excited to have students back on campus after the long holiday break. And I guess it was an extended holiday break with COVID and everything. So yeah. Yeah. Well, and my husband works at Iowa state and he said that um, a lot of the students are going to be able to get their vaccines at the Thielen health center. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So I'm curious when that's going to get started and how that's going to go. But I think that we even talked about it. Like I'm sure that, college students are fairly low risk however they're all together yes and they're spreaders spreaders. yeah so probably one of the groups that they want to try and get um vaccinated pretty soon makes sense to me and if it makes sense to me that means it must be right (laughs) (laughs) as always the cyclone fanatic podcast network is fueled by cody road bourbon pick up a bottle of your favorite Mississippi River distilling products, including their Irish cream liqueur today. Well, actually, maybe not today. Hopefully you've already gotten out and done it because it's <laughs> snowing like the Dickens right now. Oh, I, I picked also, up my booze yesterday. That's smart. I did too. <laughs> um, we love Ryan from Mississippi River, so he's going to understand when I'm about to say this. But I, for the first time, I'm not planning on doing anything crazy with the Irish cream or the Cody Road. Um, for the game this weekend because it's a fiesta bowl I feel like we have to do like spicy margs or something like that you know the tequila yeah tequila (laughs) but in Ryan's honor I I think what I'm gonna do is drink some Irish coffee while I take down Christmas decorations before the game nice so there you go that's that's how we'll make this right (laughs) that sounds good I made some ice cream I got an ice cream maker for Christmas and I made some ice cream I poured a little bit over the top and it was pretty good yep that's a great idea yeah that's good We have a busy week at Cyclone Fanatic, of course, with all the coverage we're going to bring to you for the Fiesta Bowl. Um, Just to run it down really quick, Wednesday night at 8 o'clock, Chris and Brent Bloom are going to do a live Fiesta Bowl preview show. And the best part is that it's going to be hosted, like I said, hosted by Chris and Bloom, but they're going to have special guests, Dan McCartney, Jay Jordan, and Todd Kirk from the Action Fanatics. So that's going to be a lot of fun. Make sure you guys tune in. It's basically on every social media platform, YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, uh, all of of the above. 
Um, there's going to be some special Bull Week podcasts on Wednesday and Thursday this week. And then what I'm really excited for is kind of the Hoops halftime show and then the Fiesta Bowl pregame show stream um, that's going to start at one o'clock on Saturday with Chris, Todd, Brent, and Jared, who will be in Arizona. So basically, they're going to watch the second half of the game, the basketball game together and get ready for the, the football game in the afternoon. So I don't know. I think that's going to be fun. I like that they're doing it and it'll be a way to tailgate without really tailgating. Yeah. And then of course we'll have a lot of columns from Jared, um, Chris, Rob, and I think they're even going to do a special one from Jay this week. So it'll be good. Stay tuned to Cyclone Fanatic for all of that. All right. You ready to talk the Fiesta Bowl? I'm ready. I'm ready, Freddie. I did something really fun for you. You did? Are you excited? Yeah. Um, I looked up the history of the Fiesta Bowl. Are you ready Ooh. for your Tuesday history lesson? I'm ready. How far back does it go? Well, I'm it sure you'll back. tell me. I'm going to tell you. You just wait your turn, okay? <laughs> so the origin of the Fiesta Bowl comes from the, the Western Athletic Conference, formerly known as WAC, that's no longer in existence. But basically, they were pissed off that its champions in the late 60s didn't get invited to a bowl, so they created one. They created the Fiesta Bowl, which guaranteed an invite for the WAC champion. Um, the tie-in with the WAC ended in 1978 when Arizona and Arizona State moved to what was then the Pac-10, and then it kind of became what it became today, and now obviously it's, you know, one of the New Year's Six Bowls, and at one point was one of the BCS rotating bowls, um, but I went back and I looked through some memorable moments, and uh, do you remember in 2007, Oklahoma versus Boise State in the Fiesta Bowl? No, I don't Let me remember remind you. 2007. Well, I didn't either, but you'll remember this game. It was the game when OU scored 25 unanswered points um, in the fourth quarter to take the lead with less than a minute. And then Boise did the hook and ladder to send it to overtime. Do you remember that? I think and then, I do, yes. Here's the part that you'll remember. They did it, the whole game culminated in that Statue of Liberty play on a two-point conversion. And then the kid went and proposed to the quarterback after, or sorry, the quarterback went and proposed to the cheerleader afterwards. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Okay. I'm like trying to picture where I was. So 2007, was that, that was 2000, like January, 2007, right? Yeah. Yeah. I would think so. I think it was a January bowl then. So I was in college. This is when Boise was like the height of being Boise, yeah. you know, like when they were yeah. the it team. Yes. Yeah. I, I had forgotten that that was the Fiesta Bowl and I had actually forgotten that the hook and ladder play was intentional. In my head, it was just like a last minute. Like, yeah. You know, no, you should go back and watch the YouTube it's, highlights. You'll it's putting it. those two things together. You'll remember. Go yeah. When we get done, you need to go do okay. it. Okay. Yeah. It'll all come together for you. Um, in ni- going backwards in time, in 1999, the Fiesta Bowl played host to the first BCS National Championship game. Before that, in 1991, this is interesting, several schools turned down invitations to the Fiesta Bowl because the state of Arizona did not recognize Martin Luther, the Martin Luther King holiday. Oh. Yeah, so there's some actual, like, civil, con- you know, social controversy. Yeah. When was that? 91, um, you said? 91, yeah, which, you know, we were probably too young to appreciate that, but still. <laughs> Do you remember a lot of like civil unrest in 1991, Elisa? Yeah. <laughs> Please. I was a, a six-year-old little freedom fighter. <laughs> I believe that actually. I can see that as you. <laughs> 
Um, and then my last little snippet for you um, is the sponsorships of the Fiesta Bowl. Yes. Most of it remember, most of us remember it as the Tostitos Fiesta Bowl. Yes. Was from 96 through 2014, which to me is a natural fit. You think Fiesta yes. Tostitos. I know, and I know that, that Connor, a.k.a. Scooter, is very disappointed that he can't have um, nachos because of the it's not the tostitos i think he's still gonna do it anyway but. i mean that's what he eats for dinner every night right so. it's his favorite food so what the hell does it matter if the sponsor is not matching wait do we need like a top 10 nacho places in central iowa list from him I, I, why just not a side just a side sidebar let's do I'll, it okay i'll ask him okay ask him i mean my kitchen is number one, but that's fine. He's never had my nachos. <laughs> I think Malo's um, seafood nachos are my number one. I really like Malo, but I've never but had those, so I need to so try good. it. Anyway, um, sorry. So no, it's okay. PlayStation was the, has been the sponsor since December of 2016, which I know Jared is very jealous that all of our players get a PlayStation Five, and I, know. I really wanted. I really wanted to rib him about that, but he's not here. So let's just say bad things about him. Yeah. I was like, I was trying to think like how many PS5s would that be? And like, do coaches and stuff get them? I don't know. That's a lot of PS5s. It is a lot, especially when no one can find them anywhere. Right. But then I went down a different rabbit hole because I was curious about, you know, all these different bowls give different I don't know, gift packages to all of the players. Yeah. And it turns out there's like a $500 limit, or I think it's $515 limit under the NCAA. Oh. Which is, I mean, that's all, all things considered. It's probably not a lot of cash for name likeness, you know, name image likeness stuff, but that's a nice little gift package. Yeah. How much is a PS5? Um, Ben has one, but I didn't ask him how much it was for, you know, the sake of my sanity (laughs) (laughs) no you need to ask him how much it was because then you can go buy yourself something of equal equal value equal or greater value yeah you're about to say lesser lesser value but i'm like equal or greater value but it's good for those players i think that's awesome i know a lot of them are excited about it um i saw a quote from uh, the wide receiver at Oregon, Micah Pittman, he said, as soon as we won the Pac-12 championship, I instantly thought PS5, then Ring. And then I was like, <laughs> I got to think Ring, then PS5. But it was just really cool because PS5s are impossible to find right now. That's hilarious. So, I mean, at least he was being honest. But the one That's thing true. I cannot figure out from my very intense Fiesta Bowl research is why it's called the Fiesta Bowl. I don't know. Oh, it wasn't because it was Tostitos? No, because it was the first, so it wasn't initially sponsored. The first sponsorship was Sunkist in the 80s. And Tostitos didn't come until 1996. And you know what? Wikipedia didn't tell me the answer. (laughs) But I, I, honest to God, looked. Like, I thought maybe it had something to do with, you know, stadium nicknames or whatever. I couldn't figure it out. So if anyone listening knows, please slide into our DMs and tell us. That's wild. Yeah, it is wild. Can I give you a trivia question before we move on to the actual game? I need you to get more excited. I mean, I was excited. It didn't sound excited. Oh. Can I give you a Thank you. Please, (laughs) please, please tell it to me. 
who was the sponsor of the Fiesta Bowl between Tostitos and PlayStation? Hmm. Without Googling. I am going to say who was the sponsor between Tostitos and PlayStation? I'm going to say Taco John's. No, that's a fair guess, but it was uh, two sponsors that make no sense. Vizio and Battlefrog, which I, okay. I don't know what the hell Battlefrog is. Well, might as well have been GoDaddy, so. Exactly. Yeah, I don't know. Sponsorships <laughs> in bowl games are weird, I tell you what. They are. Should we talk about the game? Let's do it. All right. Number 10, Iowa State. <laughs> Number 25, Oregon Ducks. January yep. 2nd, 3 p.m. Yep. yep. If you haven't. I encourage all of you to listen to Chris's interview with uh, Jamie Pollard and the athletic director of Oregon, <laughs> Rob Mullins, because that was a lot of fun. Yeah, I listened to the first, I don't know, 15 minutes of it or so. I yeah. don't know how long it is, but yeah, they're funny. Yeah, They're just a couple of, you know, athletic director, nerdy CPA yeah. types, and they yeah. just had a lot, It was, and they're friends, so it yeah. was cute. Well, in the first 15 minutes, they kind of talk about, um, like, what it's like to chair the bowl yeah. selection committee and or the playoff um selection committee and what it's yep. like to um obviously jamie pollard chaired the um he sat on NCAA, the yeah ncaa tournament basketball um, tournament basketball tournament committee and um i don't know that was just really interesting to me that's just kind of my background is stuff like that um yeah. working for wells fargo arena when we got the tournament and when we were putting in the bids for the tournament and yep. um just seeing how those kind of came together i thought that, that was really interesting but also just it's interesting he said you know i wish that i could have heard what people thought of the way we were going to put the tournament together Yep. Did they agree with us? Did they disagree? I'm like, I want to hear the way that you were going to do it. Like, I know. Lay it out for us and we'll tell you I what would, we think. I would love to be a fly on the wall of those conversations, especially this year. Yeah. And I, this year, man, I don't know. Chris has talked a lot about this, but I just feel like it was such a missed opportunity to yeah. expand, especially when. You know, you have this coastal Carolina controversy. And if you watch <laughs> that bowl game, the a b x whatever mortgage curable <laughs> yeah it be, i think it was pretty clear that coastal carolina does not deserve to be in a new year's six bowl yeah but the way i mean it, i mean it's tough because like the the people you think about like who coastal carolina plays during the yeah. offs or not during the offseason like the preseason yeah who they like play non-conference non-conference it's like right. teams you it's like the little sisters of the poor, like it's right. people you didn't even know had a team, you know, and then it's just, they're just a step down. It's obviously yeah. a step down. And then the people that you play in your conference are the people that the power five teams are playing in their non-conference. Yeah. During yeah. their non-conference. Yeah. And so it's like, you're clearly just like a step down and there's really nothing that you can do about it. And a lot of the media is saying, you know, like, well, tell them, tell like, who's going to stand up and tell them it's a different, different chair every year. Who's to say next year, the chair and the committee won't decide, you know, well, let's give them a shot. Let them get blow which, out, blown out. Which is why I wish this year they would have just expanded it and let those teams in because why right. the hell not? There's nothing right. to lose. In fact, there was a lot to lose by not expanding right. it. I don't know, but uh, you know, it kind of makes me laugh because I personally don't think coastal is of the quality that deserves to be in the New Year's right. Six Bowl. And, but then there's, 
a similar question when it comes to Oregon. You know, they were in their conference championship game only because Washington was unavailable due to COVID. Yeah. And I understand that, of course, the, you know, it's an automatic bid into the Fiesta Bowl that right. the conference champion is. And I understand all that. But at the same time, in a year when clearly everybody else has to adapt and everybody else is making modifications, it just seems to me like it would have been a year to maybe, um, I don't know let go of those restrictions and those automatic bids and just kind of blow things up for a year. But, you know, here we are and uh, whatever we had a season, it was a very successful season for Iowa state and hopefully they can go into this game and just kick the crap out of the ducks. Yeah. That would be phenomenal. To be honest with you, I have not watched a single snap from Oregon (laughs) this year. Um, ESPN (laughs) tells me in, that they have a very good defensive end um, that's a dangerous pass, r- pass rusher, which makes me a little nervous considering Brock was on his heels most of the game back against Oklahoma. Brock. Yeah, <laughs> but because he, yeah, his back foot Brock and truly was because he didn't have time in the pocket, you know? Yeah. Um, you listened to a couple of Oregon podcasts though, right? Yeah, I listen to the same podcast that I think all of um, Iowa State Cyclone Twitter is listening yeah. to. Um, but yeah, I mean, they just, they don't think we're crap. They don't think we're any good. They don't believe in the Big 12. Like, these are just a few of the quotes. From a talent perspective, Oregon has an overwhelming advantage. And from a his- historical sp- perspective, they do too. I just want to know, like, what his- historical perspectives do to help anybody. Also, I feel like both of those things are objectively wrong. But right. that's fine. <laughs> right. Well, and um, when it comes to history... Is it, are they talking about historical perspective in terms of success that Oregon has had? Right. Which, Which is point, also, what the like hell does that matter? Recent. Right. Right. Like historically, no one cares. Right. <laughs> My response to that. <laughs> historically, what matters is right now. Thank right. you. Well, and you don't like, okay, maybe, maybe if this was golf and you started with a, you know, a handicap even, yeah you started with a yeah. handicap then we we could talk about history but right you don't get spotted you know 12 yep. points just because his, historically in the last 13 years you've been better than us and I will say it's I I mean if they want to play that then fine let's go beat I, I think Rob Gray described them as an almost blue blood in the last you know decade and a half I'm cool with right. that let's go beat an almost blue right. blood then Well, and the thing about this team is that we talked about this last night a little bit is that they had the opportunity to be a really great team this year, Oregon. Yeah. Yeah. But they, I mean, they, they are a great team, but they lost a lot of dudes due to opting out, you know, coronavirus opting out. Um, They just had their, their quarterback kind of just in the last couple games, I, I say kind of has the yips. He's just yeah. a little bit in his head. Yep. Um, and he's, he's admitted that he's said that. And so, you know, this team at the beginning of the season had playoff aspirations and just didn't quite put everything together. Yep. And so I think that the concept of this team, this team on paper um, is probably an overwhelming favorite. If we're talking about, September August maybe you know but if we're talking about what Iowa State has built itself on which is the five-star culture then 
it starts to even out a little bit. And, you know, they, the podcast that I listened to, they didn't understand why ISU was a top 10 team. They think that, um, you know, they have, they said multiple times that, that Oregon is a overwhelming favorite, which they're not. They're, I think like a three point dog, <laughs> three and a half point dog. Um, they don't understand how ISU is top 10, 10 team. A lot of Louisiana talk and talking about Louisiana, like they're a bad team when isn't louisiana ranked higher than than oregon state oh definitely than oregon state <laughs> which but is I one of their losses i mean what's that which is one of oregon's losses right right no well that you know yeah. they said they acknowledged that they had that loss but they said you know that that's a rivalry game so that's a different thing Right. I'm putting my hands over my head right, right now that's you a rivalry me, game that's so that's a different thing but also i i just feel like everyone gets the benefit of the doubt. Clemson got the benefit of the COVID doubt when yep. they lost to Notre Dame because obviously, you know, who was out? Their, Trevor Lawrence, yeah, right. star quarterback. If we think about who was out, like Charlie, Charlie Kolar wasn't playing and that wasn't due to COVID, but, you know, he was injured and a lot of our from what I understand, a lot of our COVID issues came before the season. Right. And if we look at, if we look at some of the NFL guys who are playing right now, who have had COVID, I'm looking at the Patriots, you know, like Cam Newton is just not himself after having COVID. And, and so I'm, I just have to wonder, I don't think we were at full power. And I think that a lot of the other teams are getting the benefit of that doubt of not being at full power when we talk about some of their losses, but Iowa State's not for some reason. You are absolutely correct on that. And it's just, crap. It, yeah, it doesn't really make sense to me. And I think that that's where we can bring in, like historically speaking, because right. historically speaking, Clemson's going to get the benefit of the doubt. Right. But Iowa State's not. Yes. Um, but I the think. The Clemson's and the Ohio States of the world. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, then that's the fans I'm saying it like random people aren't giving uh, maybe even media people aren't giving us the benefit yeah. of the doubt but the the bull selection committee did give us the benefit yes. of the doubt and ranked us fairly high because they understood that and that's where I understand where our top 10 ranking comes in like that's where I get that but yeah. so so anyways they're talking about you know how many five-star recruits they have versus how many we have and you know how their defenses rank this versus our our offenses rank that um and i mean this is all this is all very hard to evaluate too because they played six games right we played 11. right so and they they said at one point they said you know if they had played as many games as we had they would be five and two like huh how how does that math work? Right. We don't get to take away all of our wins and just one of our <laughs> right. losses. Like that, right. we've played a full season, sweetheart. So thank you for your, you yes. can put your Bless last your half season in your pipe and smoke it. <laughs> but uh, I mean, they refused to say we were a good team. There was an opportunity um, where one of the guys kind of led into um, the next thing that he would, you know, say would be that we're a good team and he just kind of stopped himself and wouldn't say it uh, they definitely think that matt campbell has done a lot with nothing um didn't mention anybody right. except for towards the very end mentioned 
you know, Brees Hall is a good quarter or is a good um, running back, but that Bryce Hall kid sure is something. Right. <laughs> right. Um, the I'm trying to think of a funny name for Brock Purdy, but I can't think of one anyway. Uh, no, I mean they they think that you know Brees is a a good running back, but you know got stopped in the championship game. Didn't yeah. He didn't really get stopped that much, but, but go off, you know? Um, but, but what they did kind of acknowledge is that they're, if their quarterback can play um, Tyler Shuck. So it's, it's just kind of up in the air, whether he is going to lead this team or not. It seems to be a lot of mental stuff. He's kind of just gotten in his own head. There's just a I mean, there's a lot going on in the country right now. And if you don't have your head on straight, I mean, we have even talked about how much of a struggle it is for us. Can you imagine being on that huge stage? And so I don't. And especially in a, you know, we, I don't think probably will. And at some point I hope someone comes out and explains the sacrifices that these athletes have had to go through. Um, Because coach Fenley mentioned it a couple of weeks ago on the coaches Collins show about um, you know, they're getting tested three times a week and those tests are at six 30 in the morning and all these athletes are just getting it and doing it. And I don't know if you saw again today, there were zero positive COVID, um, tests among the football and it's been incredible what Iowa state athletics has been able to put together. Yeah. So I, you know, the sacrifices that these players are and their families and everyone involved, it's just truly incredible. So you're right. We don't, it's not easy for these guys. There's a lot going on. Yeah. It's just like, it's the, and I can't think of the word, but it's just like the, not the things that you would think of. It's just the ancillary things. It's the extra yeah. things Yes, um, you're right. that, that make a team great. And then, but it seems that this year, the extra things that make a team great are the things that they do to mitigate COVID within the system. Right. But it's, that's not, that's not respected. by you know it's people the the whole team gets COVID and it's just like that's an unfortunate circumstance but it's not Mizzou sent their entire football team home for the holidays that's not an unfortunate circumstance that was a decision and um this is kind of a tangent but let's talk about that for a second because I it's it's a double-edged sword for me I understand why they did that these guys are like I said these sacrifices we we can't begin to understand but the flip side of it is Iowa didn't do that and then all of these guys didn't get to, uh, the Iowa guys didn't get to spend it with their families, and right. now they don't get to play a bowl game. And that right. to me is really heartbreaking. Right. That Sorry, is. that was a tangent, but no, I and I I completely agree with that. That was the direction that I was going too. You know, that's it's the just only like... time I felt bad for anyone in the Big Ten, and that's it. You, that was my one little nugget of sympathy, you jerks. <laughs> but yeah, it's just like we have done so much to mitigate the virus within our within the university within the football team within all of Iowa State athletics and I think that that's something that really should be respected and I I hope that I hope that like donors see that you know and I hope that um other kids who want to come here who are, are considering coming here I hope that they understand what the football team has been willing to do not only to play games and to win games but like really when you think about it 
to keep these kids safe, safe, you know, like they haven't gotten this illness that could be really detrimental to, to them as people and to their careers. If they continue to play football and like their Iowa state has just done so much to keep these kids safe, which I think is a huge, huge thing that people, more people should be talking about. And I will take it one step further in terms of this specific game and say that the fact that we've had an, you know, a full season and that we figured out how to be disciplined and how to continue every week, week after week, going through those normal procedures and treating this bowl game as just another away game. I think that's an advantage us. So yeah. my last I, thought on the game. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh no. I just had a couple more quotes real quick. Um, so this was a direct quote. Maybe I just don't respect Iowa state when I see number 10, I don't think that ranking is true. Okay. It's something that they said. And then they said that Oregon should be a better team in every facet of the game, except the quarterback. They think that their defense Hmm. is going to dominate us. Obviously the, the, the age old big 12 doesn't play defense. Yep. Yep. Um, Which they think that completely defense... been proven wrong this year, right. by the way. But no one, no one, <laughs> right. no one, none cares. of the talking heads have brains in those giant talking heads of theirs. Right. Well, and maybe their defense in August, but then yeah. they had a bunch of their defense opt out. But nobody wants to talk about that. Um, they said that you know Oregon's defense will fate will force Iowa State into mistakes. If the offense can get any sort of offense moving, it will be a blowout. They're expecting an all-out blowout. They said that there's no possible way that it will be a blowout in Iowa State's direction. Um, If it's more than a two-score game, it's going to be in the direction of Oregon. I, whatever. What a bunch of... (laughs) I just, like... You know what? Maybe they're right. They're not right. (laughs) To be, uh, to be that optimistic about your, like, what's that like? Like we were watching a basketball yeah, a great game. Question. We were watching a basketball game the other day and Arnold's like, what's it like to see some, we were watching a Drake game actually. He just said, what's it like to see somebody shoot a three pointer and you expect that it's going to go in? <laughs> you know, you see, what's it like to see somebody shoot a wide open three pointer and you expect that it goes in? What's that like? What's it like to just have those kind of cojones? You know what, though, Lisa? I know you have not felt this way, but the last, I, going into the Big 12 championship game, I thought we were going to win that sucker. The last three games of the season. So (laughs) I am, I am, my, my tides are changing, even if yours aren't. Oh, good, good. Yep. I I don't feel good about the game. My one last thought about the game, um, it was something that Rob said on his pod that he, you know, the Williams and Bloom Sunday night pod was with Rob Gray this week. And he said he feels like it will be a step back if we lose this game. And I completely agree with that. And I don't mean that in a disrespectful way to Oregon. I just mean all things considered, the fact this crazy season considered, the talent we have considered, the growth we have considered, I also agree that, meaning no disrespect to Oregon, that a loss here would be a big step back. Yeah. Not really a big step, but a step backwards. Yeah. And they said that Oregon, if they win, when they win, um, that they should be considered a top five team coming into next season. Good for them. Good for you, Ducks. Quack. <laughs> what are you going to have at your Fiesta tailgate? Are you going to have spicy marks? I don't know yet. I bought some, I have only looked 
forward enough to um, New Year's. So I have my New Year's menu planned, but um, we were talking, we got this thing for Christmas that is like, uh, we got Mezcal, like, and then we got some stuff to make something called a Red Devil. I think it's like just a spicy tequila drink. Tequila. (laughs) I don't know. So, well, I'm um, gonna I'm gonna tweet gonna our that. spicy marg recipe out. Oh, so there yeah. you go. Wait, weren't we I think everybody spicy margs last night. Yeah, well, a lot of things got messed up last night, Alisa. <laughs> so, um, I'm gonna. I think we should. Everybody should have nachos in honor of oh, scooter. Yeah. I think oh, everybody yeah. needs to go out and find or make a duck pinata. <laughs> and I think we need uh, maracas for touchdown celebrations because this is gonna be a true fiesta. Duck. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right, before we take a break, I'm going to give you one last piece of trivia. Please, please (laughs) tell it to me. Does the Fiesta Bowl have a parade? Yes or no? In a normal year. I don't know about COVID year. Yeah. Yes, they do. Congratulations. Woo, you won. I love a good parade. (laughs) Who doesn't? All right, I'm going to take a a quick break and then we'll come back with our New Year's resolutions. But before we go, we are, of course, brought to you by Authentic Brand. Authentic Brand is more than just your source for official Cyclone gear. With an amazing team of designers, Authentic Brand can custom manufacture polo shirts, jackets, caps, bags, and beyond for your team or small business. Check them out online at authentic-brand.com. Alisa, look authentic, feel authentic, and be be authentic. authentic. All right, we'll be right back. All right, let's talk about... uh, what was a dumpster fire of a year and what we hope to be a yet better a yetter year a yetter <laughs> year. year going forward i was going to ask you and maybe this kind of is what you already prepared i want to know a few of the things that you feel like you got better at in 2020 mm. a few of the things that well it, it is kind of some of the stuff okay. that i prepared so i looked back at my goals um yeah lulls jokes hilarious um of 2020 um and I actually kind of looked back into my um like I had a little planner that suspiciously ended (laughs) (laughs) mid-march just nothing else right right nothing else in it um there is some stuff that I had written down for like the next couple months and I was just like those were interesting mm. intentions. Yeah. Um, but my 2020 goals, so my goal setting, and I can get a little bit more into this, but my goal setting is a little less smart goals yeah. and a little more like feelings and intentions. So when yeah. you think about like a goal, it like, you know, one of the most popular goals to lose weight, you don't, right. you don't just want to lessen your gravitational pull to the earth. You like feel you, good. Yeah. You want to feel good. You want to look good. You want to fit in your clothes better. You want to have energy. You want to like be able to keep up with your friends, your kids, whatever. Um, you want to be, um, accepted by, you know, your peers, you want to be accepted by people you don't even know on the internet, you know, like these are the reasons why people want to lose weight. And so, um, if you, 
if you just say, I want to lose 20 pounds, what happens if you lose 20 pounds and you can't tell and you don't fit in your clothes and um, nobody notices, you know, like what if you lose 20 pounds from your ankles and you know, no, <laughs> right. nobody says anything, you know, what if you lose it from all the wrong places and yeah. you know, you, you aren't who you thought that you would be 20 pounds lighter. Um, then you've met your goal, but are you fulfilled? No, no, you're not really. And so what I kind of think about is, okay, so if my goal is to lose weight, what is it that I want out of that? Well, I want to be energetic and I want to um, feel good when I go to sleep. I don't want to have heartburn, you know, like what are, how do I want it to make me feel? And then I, I set those as my goals, my daily goals. So I'm, I'm going to wake up today with a daily goal of feeling energetic. So I'm going to make a breakfast that's going to make me feel energetic. I'm going to pull yeah. a Steph and run out for a run early <laughs> in the morning, no matter the temperature or weather, you know, I'm going to make decisions daily um, that help me reach my goal for that day. Because then that 20 pound, whenever it happens, goal is it may happen or it may not, but you're always going to have what you are really looking for, which is that feeling. Yes. So my goals for last year was to be disciplined. Um, that one was kind of the idea behind that was that I wanted to pay off my credit card. Yes. So I remember be, that. Yes. Be disciplined with my money hilarious. Um, <laughs> then I lose my job. So that was a cute one. Life um, is weird like that. Huh? Right. Right. But you know, if I had said, if my goal had been to, you know, get a raise at my job, right. well, then I wouldn't have got, I wouldn't have met that goal for something um, that was completely out of your control. Yeah. Yeah. But I did have the opportunity to be disciplined with my spending this year. Yep. I had a great opportunity to be disciplined with my exactly. spending this year. And I, I would was. say it was forced, but right. it was still a great opportunity. <laughs> right. Right. And I did, I paid off my debt yep. um, and I was able to invest and I was able to um, save money. Money, you know, even through losing my job, right. even, you know, and we learned to eat at home more often and we learned how to, um, grocery shop with less waste and yep. all of these little things that had nothing to do with, you know, pay off my credit card, but right. I ended up paying it off. So, um, be disciplined. Um, being innovative was another one that I really wanted to do. And this was, um, this was both with, you know, the podcast, but also I wanted to start to be a little more innovative with what I was wearing, my style, um, just kind of like discover my personal style, which became, pajamas um, <laughs> for everyone. Yeah. So that one was rough. Um, B, I wanted to be intentional. Um, this one was specifically with my parenting. I wanted to be intentional about the time that I spent with my daughter and then, you know, eventually my son. And I, that one went so well that I'm keeping that as a goal for the next year. Um, I think that that one went really well. And then the last one was to be healthy. And so I took those goals when I was setting my goals for the next year and said, like, what went well, what kind of did this year force you to pivot? How can you change your habits to achieve your goals, quote, unquote, um, 
And so I went back and looked and I said, you know, the discipline kind of made me, that was a hard intention for me because it kind of fostered self-hate because I'm a very all or nothing person. So if I wasn't being disciplined, then it was, you know, you're a rotten human. You can't stick to your goals. You can't stick to your intentions. And so being disciplined is maybe not the person that I've decided that I want to be. So instead of being disciplined, disciplined, um, this year, I want to feel cared for. So I like that. So I'm going to do the things that I can do to make myself feel cared for. Um, I'm going to be kinder to myself. I'm going to stop myself when I'm saying, you know, negative things about myself. I'm going to find ways to um, just treat myself well. I'm going to treat myself the way that I treat my husband and my kids. You know, yes. like I am going to really dote on myself this year. Were you going to say something? No, I just, I think that's a, and I don't mean to be like, make stereotypes, but I think that tends to be a problem with moms. We don't treat ourselves with the same kind of respect that we treat our families. So I love that. Yes. We just get the leftovers, um, which isn't right. And even I, we've been thinking lately about, um, kind of what we're eating. We're kind of trying, trying to transition our son into eating, more solid food and less baby food. And so I'm like, I spend so much time putting together a menu for my daughter, putting together a menu now for my son, um, catering to what, you know, my husband needs to eat and what he wants to eat and what's going to make him feel great, you know? And I always come forth out of four. And so this year I want to try and find ways to still meet the needs of the people who of course rely on me but right. also you know keep in mind that I also need to be cared for. I always tell a certain person um that you can't be the best you know parent or friend or spouse or whatever unless you are taking care of yourself and that doesn't make you selfish that means you are taking care of yourself so you can take care of others better yes all yeah. the cliche things you can't pour from an empty cup you know put it's on true your, though they're cliche but they're yeah, true put on your oxygen mask first before yep. helping others you know yep. um so then the the goal of being innovative kind of turned into looking for acceptance outside of myself. Um, and being innovative really relies on being the first to do something, being new and unique. Um, and that kind of relies on what other people are doing too. Yeah. So instead of being innovative this year, I, I want to be creative and I, I want to like f- find ways to appreciate my creativity just for myself find ways that don't rely on other people appreciating my creativity. If they do, it's fine, but I also want to find ways to appreciate my own creativity. Um, the, the goal of being intentional, I still really like, I spent a lot of time researching and, um, you know, trying different exercises and stuff with my kids to make, to see if they work, to try and build them up. Um, and I think that it's still a good parenting goal for me and it's still something that I am working at. So I still want to, I want, still want to put that as one of my goal. And then my last goal being healthy, it just didn't work for me because it was still a feeling that kind of shamed me. Um, and it, it was just kind of this broad 
goal, you know, and it was still kind of this like diet culture type goal for me. Um, and so instead I want, I looked at what the, what would be, what would being healthy, what is that to me? And I think that to me, it's feeling energized. So I switched mine to feel energized. I like that too. So I know that I will have days where I'm run down, but I want to make choices that energize me throughout Um, those days. Yeah. Throughout those days. And maybe that means a little extra sugar to get me through nap time, you know, get me through bedtime, whatever. Maybe that's what that is. You know, just a little shot of energy that will wear off by the time I'm going to sleep. But you know, typically it's going to mean more fruits and vegetables, um, survival, but doing it in a positive way. Yeah. Yeah. So those are my goals from last year. Those are my goals for this year. What about you? To be honest with you, I thought about going back and listening to what we said last year and I stopped myself because I I was afraid of getting really sad. Yeah. So this is going to sound funny, but I just sat down and tried to think about things that I feel like I improved upon because I don't, I mean, like we all know it was just kind of, it was tough to do anything that we set out to do this year. And a couple of mine are, they sound silly, but, um, I got better at pushups, which is funny to probably anybody, except I've never been like a strong female and, you know, and, but I got way better at them this year. In fact, Jared admitted to me that he thinks I can do more pushups than he can. So if we want to do a challenge sometime, I'm all in. Yes. When I was Um, at my strongest, I could do pushups where like my chest hit the ground. Yeah. And I can do like, like, um, I can do like the jumping ones, you know, like the jumping, the push-up jacks. Nice. Yeah. So that's a big deal for me. And I had a couple of, uh, PRs and running this year, which was yeah. huge. Um, this is a silly one, but I think you'll appreciate this. Like today, my, I let my hair go naturally wavy and Ooh. I've been doing that a lot more, which is something that I have honest to God fought with for 30 years. So, <laughs> but I just thought there were so many days we woke up this year where it's like, well, we don't have anywhere to go. Right. So just embracing that, I guess. Yes. Um, something that you said that I think I did more of is that I acted on my impulses to do random acts of kindness. That's something that I always used to think about, but never really yeah. pulled the trigger. And this year I was like, what the hell? Like yeah. we all need it. Let's do it. That's something I want to continue next year. Um, you said this too, but being present with my kids, um, this summer I spent so much time outside with them and just being with them and whether it was getting the pool out or going on walks, I will never forget this past summer as hard as it was just those little easy moments, um, and how much I appreciated them. And I, you know, it's a lot harder to do that in the winter time, but we're finding other ways. And I just, I think my, the way I parent and the way I look at my kids is forever changed for the better because of this past year. Good. Um, for next year, I want those color coded pens of mine (laughs) to actually be worthwhile. Because like you, everything changed in that planner in March, you know? Yeah. The only thing I kept my planner for was, you know, work hearings and all of the fun stuff that I'd written in purple pen was crossed out. And man, that got depressing pretty quickly. So that's a, that's when I really, I mean, I, I joke about it, but I hope that we have more thing, fun things on our calendars this next year to look forward yes. to. Um, I have a couple of Iowa State goals. Do you want to do my serious goals first? Sure. 
I want to hug people in 2021. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> I would like to avoid hugging people. In <laughs> um, I want to take my girls to everything, you know, like women's basketball games. Yep. And that probably won't happen this year, but in the years to come, yep. um, races, local baseball games. I don't care. I just want to take them places. I want to take them to target again. <laughs> um, just little stuff like that. It's funny how much, you know, of the little monotonous stuff that I am looking forward to. Yeah. But I think, um, that's also the stuff that I've missed the most. Yeah. So, um, my Iowa state goals, you ready? Yeah. For football, I hope that we are able to get so pissed off about it raining so much that the grass lots are closed. Like, I hope we are so mad <laughs> because that means we have the opportunity to tailgate and that is all I want. That is all I want. <laughs> for basketball, I vow to buy a clone cone for each of my children, even though neither of them will get through half of it. <laughs> okay. And for game watches, I'm sacrificing myself, and I vow to help Todd Blythe with uh, all of the party planning. Oh, wow. <laughs> so you're welcome, Cyclone Nation. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Well, I have a long list of things I'm not looking forward to in 2021. Let's do it. Let's Would you like it. to hear them? Yep. All right. Um, stadium bathroom lines and porta potties, <laughs> or you know, some people go out into the woods, take a leak. Not looking forward to that. Except um, you are. <laughs> mm, <laughs> the price of beer at a game. It's real cheap at my house. It, it is real cheap, cheap at my house. That's right. Yeah, um, the guy behind you who who was an all all star in high school. Uh, so we went to this iCubs game, and there was a yeah. guy behind us who kept talking about his batting average yeah, in high school. Good. Like I can't, I can't. Um, the wave, you just you never. Oh come on! You never know when it's starting, and then like it's real awkward when it ends. You fun hater. I know. Uh, where do you put your coat? basketball games you know what I mean Lisa that's a great point I know I've forgotten how much I hated that on that note you get your you get your poster when you walk into the game where do you put your poster (laughs) it just gets stepped on then it's like a bent up poster and that really makes me honestly really makes me mad um post-game traffic but I will say my favorite thing about post-game traffic is listening to the post-game wrap-up the shows. College and the call-in yeah. shows. Yeah. Yeah. Love those. Um, let's see. Oh, the guy at the halftime show who doesn't make a single basket. Oh, yeah. Gosh. That's, rough. that's rough for everybody. Could have want, want a John Deere tractor. Couldn't make a basket. Um, the, the closed tailgate lots without any rhyme or reason. You're looking forward to those. Those really make me mad. Let me just, (laughs) let me clarify something. All I'm saying is I would rather have that than this year. Okay. You're right. right. (laughs) All of these damn things. Right. You're right. No, this is just, this is just for, (laughs) for lulls. Um, lulls. (laughs) Yeah. The lack of dips served at a stadium. I have unlimited dips at my house during games. Yeah. No dips. It's pretty much just cheddar cheese or nacho cheese. Right. Um, And it's usually not very good nacho cheese. Right. The single flavor cone clone cone. Don't you think it should be two? I mean, it look, you know, if you're a child, you think it's two and then you grow into adulthood and adulthood and realize it's not that magical. Right. I would like them to consider like a raspberry lemon. Why isn't it that? I don't know. Um, but also do you think we should have like black clone cones? 
<laughs> like, <laughs> no, here's why. <laughs> no, it's they're charcoal. It's activated charcoal. It's good for you. No, why don't we just send like a charcoal skin kits home with everybody? Oh yeah, that's good too. That's good. Um, umbrellas. You can't bring your umbrella into the game. That's true. One time I stuffed a, I think the statute of limitations is up for this, but one time I stuffed a wet umbrella down my pants because I didn't want to lose it. So I, I don't think anyone's going to arrest you for that, but keep no. going. So I went into the game, pants soaked. <laughs> Because I stuffed a wet like umbrella. A poor plan on your you behalf. You know what? It was a. It was my parents' umbrella, and it fit in this like wine bottle holder. And I just really thought it was something special, and I didn't want to lose it. Good for you. Way to Thank be a good you. child. Um, I really think that the number of T-shirts that I've amassed from the um, from the Cyclone Fanatic store is greater than the number of games that I'm going to be attending, and so I'm. A little this, frustrated. This presents a real that. problem. Yeah. Yep. Um, the in- inevitable crazy storm that cancels a game when you're already there. Yeah. Not looking forward to that. Not knowing if the weather alert is a real weather. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, going in the wrong door always. I always go in the wrong door at Hilton, and then, and then you end up walk. walking. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Literally yeah. every time. I cannot figure it out for the life of me um the opposing pretending to like the opposing team's band you know what you want to know what band i hate tell me oklahoma with their da 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 over and over and over i don't care if what year it is i never want to hear that again um the thin air in the seats that i have to sit in you probably don't know about this but once you get up there it's real thin um so there's all there's also always a lady in the upper deck that thinks that the players can hear her yep um she's she's usually sometimes there's usually, <laughs> there's usually like little um travel bottles of alcohol all around oh, her area as well um just I don't know, a coincidence, I guess. Totally. Um, <laughs> uh, the person wearing the gear of a team that we aren't even playing. Yeah. I've you, been that person at baseball games. Oh. I'm sorry. Yeah. I used to wear Yankees gear to the to Royals, and I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay, well. Except I'm not sorry. I wear it proudly. Yeah. I'm really um, not looking forward to leaving my kids. Just joking. <laughs> I was going to say, What? <laughs> Joking, just joking. <laughs> um, <laughs> I was like, wait, what? <laughs> Get us the hell out of here. Okay, okay, okay. Um, oh, gosh, okay. Um, and then the awkwardness of not really knowing when to, like, sit down, not wanting to be the first one to sit down, but then, like, the people in front of you aren't sitting yeah, down, but yeah. the people behind it's you are awkward. sitting down, and that's, um, not looking forward to that. All right, that's my extensive list. <laughs> I'm secretly looking forward to all of those terrible things. <laughs> I, I might, I might be as well. Awkwardness. I might be as well. Well, Elisa, this is our last pod of 2020. We're like a year and a half into this gig and it feels like, uh, I don't know. It feels like I've known you forever and it feels simultaneously like we've been doing this forever and I that know. it just started. It's so weird. I know. feels like I just met you, but yeah. also that maybe we're married. We are married like you and I. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, we are. I'm sorry. You didn't know that. 
sister wives. Uh, sister wives. I just feel like it's a good time to say we're thankful for everybody in the Cyclone Fanatic family and all of the our listeners and supporters and all of you awesome people out there. It's been a weird year, um, obviously, and it feels like in March – from, from basically March when basketball got shut down through what was a very sketchy start to the football season. Um, everybody scraped and clawed and scratched their way to get content out. And it was really fun to watch everybody be innovative and evolve. And now we have so much new fun stuff. We have Todd and Brett um, with their Meyer to Blythe podcast. There's been all those new pregame and halftime shows. Um, the CW and Bloom pod. I don't know. It's just been... It's been really fun to to watch this thing grow and to have some new partners like Mississippi River Distilling and you know basically selling out of chocolates and Pella with Van Bean. And <laughs> I don't know. It's just been a really fun year. And as as hard as it's been, it's been it's been a joy to do this with you. It's something that I look forward to every couple of weeks, and I'm very glad that we're able to continue it into next year. Um, I would like to say ditto. Ditto. <laughs> Uh, now that we got the sappiness out, um, everybody make sure you're paying, I've, I've said this lots, but if you're not paying attention to what is the biggest game this weekend, obviously I'm talking about women's basketball on Sunday. <laughs> I'm kidding guys, but pay attention to what, pay attention to women's basketball because they are a blast to watch. They are. They hit 17 threes and they're over Drake last week. And, See, and that's KSU what it's that. like to cheer for a team that when they shoot, that's three, right. That is what it's like. It. Yes. So they play on Sunday um, against a top 25 Texas on ESPN two. So that's something we have to look forward to after we destroy the ducks. So yeah. I just felt like we had to get that in there because I feel like their, their success over the last few games has been a little overlooked by football and rightfully so I get it, but women's basketball is kicking booty too. Yeah. They're awesome. All right. Anything else? Nothing else from me. Cheers to 2021. Clink. Clink. Go Cyclones. Go State.